camera off. There we go. Yeah. Good. Got it. Um, you can turn your camera off and it won't come up on the recording, but you are still able to watch and listen to the whole program. And uh, you are able to look at this. The viewing is best through the speaker mode. So feel free to put your view on speaker mode. So it is an honor. So thank you all for being here tonight. So with that said, I would like to introduce to you uh, the president of the National Alumni Association, Mark Chico, class of 2002, who will be our masters of ceremonies tonight. Mark, welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Good evening to everybody. It's been what, at least 20 years since I've been in this room and maybe longer since I've spoken in this room. So it's, it's great to be back. Uh, my name is Mark Chico and I'm the president of the National Alumni Association. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Albany Law School Grand Honors Awards sponsored by the National Alumni Association. Tonight is a special night as we honor some very deserving alumni who are being recognized for their tremendous time and dedication that they have given to this great school for many, many years. I would also like to welcome members of the Board of Trustees in the National Alumni Association who are also joining us this evening. Thank you to our past award recipients, as well as the law school's president, Dean Alicia Ouellette. Thank you for the faculty, staff, and alumni, and the rest of the guests and family members that are joining us this evening. It is great to see so many of Albany Law School's most passionate and hardworking community members come together for an event like this, honoring people that we've all come to know, respect, and love. Now in its fifth year, the Grand Honors Awards continues to be a major initiative of the National Alumni Association. As we take the time to recognize our alumni who have given and continue to give so much to Albany Law School. All of us are passionate about the future of the law school, especially the success of its current and future students. They're a major reason why we keep coming back to give our time and energy to make them better. We return to campus often, we take part in boards, we participate in plant panels, we speak to classes, we act as mentors. All of these things help make our school a better place. And I still refer to it as our school because it is. As alumni, we never leave. It is an honor to continue to be involved with everything here that school has to offer. And I know a lot of us have been looking forward to this event, not only to celebrate the honorees, but to come together for alumni weekend. And with that, the National Alumni extends our sincere congratulations to all of the honorees this evening. Now on to our first award. Our first award is the Outstanding Young Alumni Award. This was first presented in 1990 and is given to a graduate within the past 10 years who has demonstrated extraordinary commitment to Albany Law School through consistent volunteerism and engagement. This year's recipient of the Outstanding Young Alumni Award is Benjamin P. Pomerantz, class of 2013. Professionally, Benjamin serves as the Deputy Director for Program Development for the New York State Division of Veterans Affairs, and in this role is the Deputy General Counsel for the agency. Additionally, he is the legislative liaison for the agency, overseeing several of the division's programming initiatives. Already a well-respected and accomplished professional at such an early stage in his career, Benjamin has focused his career and seemingly life on advocacy and assistance for veterans, service members, and their families. 
Benjamin continues to be called upon by so many for his expertise while being asked to be a presenter and speaker throughout the country, as well as right here at Albany Law School for the many CLEs and programs that he helps. His research and writings continue to be published throughout the country with many articles on topics ranging from elder law to the federal judiciary to freedom of speech and post-revolutionary governments. His passion for veterans affairs has led to be incited and published in works both domestically and internationally, and even be incited in the United States Court of Appeals for Veterans Affairs. Benjamin's involvement with Albany Law School is truly a model for how you consistently and passionately and stay involved with your alma mater. In fact, his commitment to Albany Law School all started as a student where he founded and directed the Veterans Rights Pro Bono Project, which ultimately created Veterans Law Day in 2011, a program that still continues to this day through the Justice Center, serving our veterans on campus through programming that provides legal support through pro bono services. This student-run initiative has become a staple and a tradition here at Albany Law School. Benjamin was recognized for this effort as he received the President's Pro Bono Service Award from the New York State Bar Association in 2013. In addition to starting this program, Benjamin has been instrumental in facilitate, facilitating the veterans grant that awarded Albany Law School to put towards its pro bono efforts for the law school. Through his advocacy, our school has received over $350,000 over the last seven years for funding uh, this project. This is such a significant reason why Albany Law School holds a prominent place in the community offering legal services. However, the best part of Benjamin receiving this outstanding Young Alumni Award is how he goes about his volunteerism. He humbly, quietly, consistently, and powerfully gives so much of his time and connections to be here with and be sure that the students, alumni, and the school are well-equipped in the area of Veterans Affairs. Benjamin, we could go on and on about all of your accomplishments, but I think we decided that we're gonna leave some out so we have something to say for all the future awards that you're gonna win as you progress in your career. <laughs> On behalf of all the students that you've already helped and all of the people that you've helped, we thank you for all that you've done and continue to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to present the outstanding Young Alumni Award to Benjamin Pomerantz of the class of 2013. Good evening. This past Monday marked my ninth year with the State Division of Veteran Services. And so there's been revolving jokes at the office for this past week that I'm becoming old. And so it is therefore nice to get an award that by its very title reminds me that I am young. Although I'm told I have one more year until I pass that threshold. But it's even nicer to receive an award from this place. A place that, and I mean this sincerely, changed my life in some fundamental ways during my three years as a student here and in the years subsequent to that time. When I first came here, I had this interest in doing something on behalf of veterans and military families. My uncle, 
Robert Knightham was a judge in Otsego County and also a combat veteran who served in the US Marine Corps in Vietnam. He was my first mentor in the law. Seeing him in court when I was five years old sparked that interest in doing something in the law. Fast forward to the first week at Albany Law School where I asked, are we doing something with the VA hospital across the street? And upon learning that there was nothing in play as far as a pro bono effort in conjunction with the VA hospital at that time, my parents who are here tonight, I think half jokingly said, well, you'll have to start something. And Albany Law School gave me the liberty to do that. And that's a very special thing because certainly I can go on and on about the studies at Albany Law School and how I learned in classes, including a contract law class where I sat right there and was called on on my very first day of class by Professor Krupp, uh, how those times taught me not only to learn the structure and the logic of the law, but to truly become passionate about and indeed to love the law as a practice, as a discipline, as a study. But beyond that, the fact that Albany Law School gave me that freedom to say, okay, in this room back in 2010, I'm gonna hold a gathering of attorneys from the Albany area and find out from them how many of them wanted to volunteer times on their weekends to come in and work on behalf of veterans and military families in the capital region and beyond. That was a special thing. And beyond that, allowed me to send an email out to literally everybody in the student body saying, I'm gonna start this thing called the Veterans Rights Pro Bono Project. Anybody wanna join? We're meeting in E117 at 5.30 PM on this particular day. And I walked in fully expecting an empty room or at least a mostly empty room. And there were 16 students there from one L's to three L's who felt that same call and that same commitment that I did to serving those who had served in our country's military. And from there, allowing me to come into the school with those intrepid and rather daring students and the attorneys who agreed to give up their weekends on multiple occasions and have the veterans rights pro bono days as we called them back then take place. That was when I first saw firsthand what in my opinion, the law is all about seeing people coming in who were facing challenges, life challenges, life struggles and seeing the work of attorneys in navigating whatever field of law happened to be at issue and leading quite often to a highly successful outcome that transformed that veteran's life. I recall our very first day as one example where we had a gentleman who came in who was distraught about a tax law matter that he was facing that had been going on for years. I mean, literally years. And within the course of one afternoon, the volunteer attorney who worked with him and the pro bono student who was working with that volunteer attorney were able to assist him to the point where he was able to leave and know that when he left, he could keep things like his house and his car. And seeing that was overwhelming to me. And it made me realize that this was in fact the path that I wanted to take of having life in the law. From here, as you've heard, I went to the State Division of Veteran Services and the mission has continued. And the mission will always continue in veterans law and in every other imaginable field of law of having that ability to firsthand touch somebody's life in a way that matters for a lifetime.
Those of you who know me know that one of my heroes is Jackie Robinson, who is famed for saying that a life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. Albany Law School impacted my life. It empowered me to impact many other lives in my work with the State Division of Veteran Services on behalf of those who have served this country. And each and every day, each person on the faculty and staff here find ways to impact more lives for the future of our state and our country. So thank you for the award, for which I am deeply honored and deeply humbled. But thank you even more for the work that you do each and every day to impact so many lives, including quite deeply my own. Thank you. Congratulations again, Benjamin. Our next award is the Humanitarian Achievement Award. The Humanitarian Achievement Award was created in 2019 by the NAA to recognize the extraordinary humanitarian contributions of an individual who dedicates their time and legal expertise to improve the quality of life, fight indifference, intolerance, and injustice through providing pro bono services, engaging in activism, supporting legal education, and improving the delivery of legal services and beyond. Tonight, we have the great opportunity to honor a longtime friend of Albany Law School. The connection spans decades of a family connection and one that has impacted not just our Albany Law School community, but broader into the capital region and far beyond. This year, we present the Humanitarian Achievement Award to Edward P. Swire, Honorary Class of 2018. A man who supported the school's mission of a high caliber of legal education and has enabled Albany Law School and the community to improve the delivery of legal services to thousands of individuals who lack that support. Professionally, Mr. Swire is an accomplished, connected, and one of the most respected business persons throughout our region and state. As the president of the Swire Companies, a real estate company that owns and manages commercial developments in the Capital District, including Stuyvesant Plaza, Mr. Swire is an entrepreneur who has founded and grown several successful companies. Mr. Swire and the Swire family have been an important part of the law school community since his father's construction company, the LA Swire Company, built the Schaefer Law Library in 1986. For more than 20 years, he has assisted in developing Albany Law School's Lewis A. Swire Academic Success Program, which provides students with the understanding of substantive law and also enhancing the critical skills necessary for academic success here at the law school. Mr. Swire carries on his remarkable Swire family connection to the school as his father, Lewis Swire, did, was a benefactor of the Albany area and the law school and a generous patron of the arts, as well as, as a strong supporter of civil rights and a pioneer in the minority hiring movement in the area. He passionately supports the Lewis A. Swire lecture series and workshops, the mo and most recently through Mr. Swire and the Swire Family Foundation has, has helped establish the Community Economic Development Clinic. The clinic enables students to provide legal help to early stage startup businesses and community organizations. The students under the supervision of a, of a professor or a practicing attorney help the new businesses uh, form the appropriate entity, protect intellectual assets, access grant funding, audit employment policies, and write contracts. 
In the past several years, the clinic has helped more than 100 businesses and business owners. In 2018, Dean Willette and the Board of Trustees bestowed upon Mr. Swire an honorary degree from Albany Law School, making him an alumnus. In the Dean's remarks when he was bestowed this honor, Dean Willette said to the graduating seniors, Ed Swire changes lives. Ed Swire creates opportunities. This was a very powerful statement for a very important man. Of particular note and relevance, Mr. Swire recently visited the border of Ukraine on a humanitarian mission with other concerned Americans. He visited firsthand with the thousands who had fled Kyiv and Odessa to refugee camps. As our recipient of the humanitarian award, Mr. Swire has continued to be exactly that person. One that enables our ability to change people's lives and one to create great opportunities. He believes in the way the law can build and strengthen a community, which allows for more growth and opportunities to provide legal services in our world. Suffice it to say, the community, as well as the faculty, staff, attorneys, and especially our students of the Justice Center, truly believe through Mr. Swire's passionate support. This passion helps our world and people in our community to receive the services necessary to help them change their lives. Finally, Mr. Swire, Mr. Swire stays involved with Albany Law School. He's a regular at many of our events and programs, joins us on campus for events such as these, and is part of our alumni network and our Albany Law School family. In fact, Mr. Swire was the recipient of the Trustees Gold Medal in 2008 and has been recognized locally by the New York State Unified Court System, the Chamber of Commerce, the University of Albany, and the Legal Project. Mr. Swire, you are a true example of what it means to be a humanitarian, and it is my great honor to present you this evening with the Humanitarian Achievement Award. Oh my God, that's incredible. I, I don't know. Benjamin, thanks for going over time. I, I feel comfortable about that. Um, I really appreciate those words and I would love to get a copy of that. It's just incredible. I, really, I thought you were talking about somebody else. Um, first of all, I wanna mention some folks um, that I have been talking to for years. I've been working with um, just to say thank you. And of course, uh, Alicia Ouellette, uh, Jeff Chance, was here someplace? Yes. Sarah Rogerson, um, Harry Lynch for years, Ted D. Barbieri. Albany Law School has such extraordinary professors and Staff. And I got to say, I'm inspired every time I talk with them, I meet with them, and I work with them. Um, I probably want to talk about my trip to Ukraine. You probably want to hear about that more than talking about the Justice Center, but I want to say a few words about the Justice Center. Uh, one of my favorite people in life is Mohammed Yunus from Bangladesh, 
was one of the pioneers of the concept of micro lending. He wrote a book espousing the idea of creating a social business. And one of my favorite quotes by him is, quote, identify a social problem and build a business around it. And that's what our community economic development clinic at the Justice Center is doing. Let me thank the folks there. Ted, who I just mentioned, David Kraft, Todd Arena, and Furman Mendez. A few projects uh, that uh, well, one in particular I was involved with and continue to be involved with, I should say. The CIT project at 153 South Pearl Street, led by our own David Kraft. It's a business that gives local residents an opportunity to invest in a commercial project. And this is the second such project in the country. So hopefully this will be successful. Also 16 properties in Arbor Hill and West Hill neighborhoods will be revitalized for the first time home buyers. And just recently, the clinic gave effective assistance to disadvantaged uh, minority farmers in the capital district, plus many, many other projects with individuals and not-for-profit organizations. And I got to mention, Dent, uh, Jeff, I'm surprised you didn't mention it, but the Justice Center Clinic class of 2022 logged 56,000 hours of pro bono work. Amazing. A little bit about my trip to Ukraine, which was the first week in uh, April. Uh, actually, uh, April 2nd, we boarded a lot airlines plane at JFK and flew eight hours to Warsaw, Poland, arriving 1230 in the afternoon. At the Warsaw airport, we were joined by folks from New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut, Chicago, Texas, and elsewhere. Um, this was a select uh, organization um, and I was honored to be part of it. The next morning at 5.30 a.m. we departed for Warsaw for a five hour bus ride to Mayaka, a town on the Ukrainian border, 50 miles from Lviv, Ukraine. We arrived about 11.30 local time. At the border, we went through an additional time zone, same time zone as Moscow. There I witnessed firsthand what was on the local and national news in real time. Many refugees came across the border with a backpack or suitcase and nothing else. Many without papers. I mean, what a sight. Almost all the refugees were women and children and elderly. That's because all the men between 18 and 60 were required by the Ukrainian government to stay in Ukraine and fight the Russian invaders. And to think that just a few weeks before crossing that border, uh, these refugees had a family, a house, a car, and a job. Now they were in shock, many not knowing what even the day would bring. In particular, for the older folks, you could see the anguish in their faces. Well, there I heard from a woman 87 years old in a wheelchair 
As a young child, she escaped Nazi Germany and escaped to Russia. She ended up in a Siberia. Later, she moved to Ukraine where she spent most of her life. Her son lived in Kyiv. Fearing for her safety, the son drove down to Odessa, picked her up, and from there they drove to the Polish border. The trip took five days. Following our visit to the border, we visited refugee centers. Uh, there had to be a thousand beds in one, which was a converted shopping center. Thousands of volunteers uh, to maintain the facilities, cleaning, doing laundry, making beds, and catering to their needs. And restaurants uh, where food was just given to the refugees. Um, I noted at least 100 countries throughout the world were present assisting in the effort. That time in all of Ukraine, Poland had received 2.1 million refugees. Now it exceeds 4 million refugees. And 60% of all children in the country have been displaced. The city of Warsaw generously offered residents and jobs for 300,000 refugees. And that would, lead, that would lead to citizenship. The country and the city of Warsaw welcomed the refugees with open arms, incredibly generous. Um, there's a lot more I'd like to say about that trip, but I gotta tell you that um, I made a presentation of the trip to the Foreign Policy Association and they uh, suggested a podcast. So if you wanna hear more about it, it's on Spotify, right. just type in my name. Thank you very much. Congratulations again to Mr. Swire. For our third award, I would like to now introduce our next, our next presenter for the Donald D. DeAngelis Class of 1960 Excellence, Excellence in Alumni Service Award. Our presenter himself was a past recipient of this award just one year ago. He was also a past president of the National Alumni Association and possibly one of my best friends in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Jordan. Well, thanks, Mr. Swire. That's tough for me to even come up for an introduction. Um, it is really nice to be here with everybody um, before I get to my uh, formal introduction. Um, I know we thanked uh, the alumni members that are here and the trustees. Several judges have joined us in particular, Presiding Justice Gary, thank you for being here. Um, I had a very long introduction because I'm giving an award to a good friend of mine um, people that write better than me then took that very long one and said, it's got to be down here. So unfortunately, I'll be doing uh, more reading than I would like to. Um, so the Donald D. DeAngelis Class of uh, 1960 Excellence and Alumni Service Award recognizes outstanding dedication and commitment to alumni, to the National Alumni Association, and to Albany Law School. It was named in honor of Donald DeAngelis 
who served as the first president of the Alumni Association Board of Directors, was a member of the Board of Trustees and an associate editor of the Law Review. On behalf of the National Alumni, Alumni Association, I am honored to present this year's alumni to Bartley J. Costello III, class of 1972. I won't call I won't call him Bartley again. BJ <laughs> is an accomplished and well-respected member of the legal community, especially in the area of governmental affairs and regulations. Currently, he serves as senior counsel at Emmons Straub here in Albany. Some of his career accomplishments include appearing before the US Supreme Court, successfully arguing to uphold New York's hospital reimbursement system and serving as lead counsel before the New York State Court of Appeals in a series of precedent-setting cases challenging the power of the executive branch. He has advocated to secure the future of schools serving deaf, visually impaired, and physically fragile children, and schools serving children who endured severely adverse experiences. Sean Doolin, president of BJ's firm, told me that whether it be clients, colleagues, or those less fortunate in the community, BJ's positivity and willingness to listen, help and mentor have become an inspiration to everyone at him and Straub. BJ gives of his time to many boards, such as LaSalle School in Albany, the Albany Diocese Catholic Charities, the USS Slater, St. Peter's Addiction Recovery Center, the United Way of New York State, the Albany Waterway, and many more. I've witnessed firsthand what BJ gives to just the two boards that I have the pleasure of sitting on with him. When I asked David Wallace, LaSalle School's executive director, to sum up what BJ means to the school, he said, whether it's providing legal or legislative insight at a meeting or tagging along for a bike ride with some of our youth, BJ has always been a tireless supporter. No matter what the issue, I've been able to count on BJ to cut right to the chase and remind me of what is most important, our boys and the staff who care for them. BJ's commitment to advocacy also stays right here at Albany Law. His work experience led to a natural fit with the Government Law Center many years ago, serving as a member of the advisory board for well over a decade now. He served in the secretary position from 2013 to 2018, and eventually was asked to become chair and has served in that role since 2019. The advisory board, for those who do not know, is comprised of leaders from the public, private, and nonprofit sectors of Albany Law, of, of Albany and Albany Law School faculty. BJ has used his multitude of connections to help establish the prominence and recognition of the GLC throughout the state and beyond. He helps open doors to policymakers at the highest levels of state government so the GLC can continue to be a bipartisan asset while also leading the board's efforts to mentor current Albany Law students. I'd like to read a quote from Judge Leslie Stein, the director of the GLC regarding BJ's dedication. BJ Costello has been a stalwart supporter and member of the GLC's advisory board for many years, leading up to his current position as chair. Since I joined the GLC, he has consistently offered his time, wisdom, experience, and advice to promote the GLC's mission and purpose. BJ's commitment and level of contribution to the GLC is unsurpassed. Fittingly, as a pillar of our legal community, BJ also chairs the Albany County Bar Association's Memorial Committee. 
which presents a program in December each year, eulogizing those members who have passed away in the last year. This year, BJ has the unenviable task of ensuring that more than 25 attorneys receive a proper tribute, including Donald DeAngelis, a former partner at BJ's firm, who this award is named after. On behalf of the Bar Association, President Matt Berry wanted me to communicate the following. BJ Costello has served as the chair of the Memorial Committee for the Bar Association for over a decade, ensuring that one of the most important events for our association happens each year, including during the pandemic. BJ's support for our organization goes far beyond his service on that committee, and he and his firm have supported the ACBA for decades in many different capacities. The Albany County Bar Association is forever grateful to him. To add to his remarkable career and resume, BJ is a veteran having served in our country's US Navy as an officer, serving two tours in Vietnam aboard the USS Genesee and earning the Navy Commendation Medal with Combat V for actions when his ship was engaged with the enemy. Finally, BJ has a terrific family legacy at Albany Law School and one I know he is very proud of, including his father, Bartley J. Costello, class of 1948, brother, Vice Admiral Barry Costello, class of 81, who received the Distinguished Alumni Award in 2003 and joins us here today, as well as his nephew, Patrick Collins, class of 2012. I would also like to mention BJ's obviously very supportive and loving wife, Nancy, of 55 years and his entire family. Without their support, Albany Law School would not be in a position to benefit from BJ's service. On behalf of the National Alumni Association, it is my great pleasure, especially while he's celebrating his 50, 50th year reunion, to present the Donald D. DeAngelis Class of 1960 Excellence and Alumni Service Award to my friend, BJ Costello. My mother would be proud. Can I say that? You gotta get a picture. I think she wrote that. You know, it's a dream of every average person to be at their own wake. <laughs> it must be what it's like. President Dean Willette. Chair Trays, Mark Chico, where are you, Mark Chico? Other honorees, that was very impressive. Uh, Benjamin and Eddie, you always blow me away. So the two of you, this is, it's a, it's a tough act to follow and I'm really pleased to be here doing that. Uh, family, friends, and I didn't see the judge where, hey, look at all these people. How great is this, my judge? Uh, we'll see you on the Slater tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow morning, we're doing a tour of the USS Slater. Uh, and Bud Malone, Bud Malone has been my partner in life for, stand up, Bud, everybody must be. We were in Vietnam together, we practiced law together, we went to law school together. Bud had a 19, probably 52 car, that's not quite right. And he, I didn't have a car, he used to give me a ride to law school and he liked to especially when it snowed, he'd do every snowbank. He'd hit that snowbank, hit that snowbank, 
Bob, you know, Bud, it's no surprise, right? That's him. But in any event, Pat, thank you for that very kind introduction. I'm not sure where you found all that, but most of it's, most of it's true. I am exceptionally honored tonight to be chosen to receive the law school's Donald D. DeAngelis Excellence in Alumni Service Award for many, many reasons. When I learned of this honor, I was filled with gratitude. And then I realized that this is the perfect occasion to celebrate the law school and the government law center. And it's particularly special that my wife, Nancy, you all know we've been married now since Grant was a cadet at West Point. Uh, my daughter, Kathy, who was in law school with us. My son, Pete, over here, who was with us also in law school. They traveled with me through that. And my family, Barry and Sharon, Tim, Morgan, and everyone else that's here. All my friends, thank you very much. Thomas Wolf said, you can never go home again. For me, that's just not true regarding Albany Law School. This is home for me. I first came here in 1947. 1947. When our dad, who was a World War II veteran, was attending the law school. My visits were so frequent that when I was a student here many years later, Helen Wilkinson, who was a registrar who ran the law school, <laughs> along with John DiMatteo, reminded me that she first met me here in 1947. And it was Helen Wilkinson who has assisted so many students in the decades that she served here, who sent me to meet a gentleman that I had never heard of, Jay Vanderbilt Straub. He was a chair of the board of trustees. He had formerly been the acting dean. He was the president of a prominent law firm called Hinman Straub, Pigors and Manning. And uh, that was over 50 years ago. And frankly, I'm still there. I never found the back door. And why? Because it's so much pleasure serving clients and using the skills that I learned here at Albany Law School. Our firm has employed hundreds of law school graduates, Albany Law School graduates, and provided continuous service to the law school. In fact, one of my early partners, the person who basically hired me ultimately was Don DeAngelis, who many of you know. He mentored me and I'm also very honored that Bud Malone was my partner who's been honored by the law school and Harold Hansen, who again was one of my early mentors, a tremendous person was also honored here at the law school. I was recruited to join the government law school law center by Patty Salkin, who was in running it. She and her successors, most recently, the brilliant, brilliant Judge Leslie Stein up here, have created a place where students are exposed to all aspects of government service, really fulfilling the purpose of the Government Law Center. It is a jewel of Albany Law School. It is unique and it is the envy of many other schools. One of our sons, Kevin, teaches over at Harvard Law School. And he said one of the real gaps at Harvard is they don't have a government law center. They don't talk about what government service is about, about what government relations are about, about changing the law through policy changes. So it's very unique here and we can be very proud of it. And thank you for encouraging this. I am privileged to serve as chair of the Government Law Center and it's a position most rewarding first uh, under first 
time when I was doing that was Ava Avers, who a, was a chair, and then now Leslie Stein. We know that progress is made through teamwork, strong earned relationships, and Judge Stein and her deputy, Patrick Woods, who's here tonight, have connected with policymakers in all three branches of government and expanded the scope of the Government Law Center's work. Focused always on how can students be more exposed to important policy issues and make an impact. And Janet Silver is here, I just reckon, another one of my partners, hello, Janet. They have launched the Improving Interbranch Communication Project. This bridges a gap between the New York courts issue opinions, interpreting statutes or regulatory text. <clears throat> and when members of the executive and the legislative branches become aware of it. Students then work to draft short, pithy, nonpartisan explanatory memos that are then distributed to the appropriate policymakers and the impact of two branches of government. This was never done before Judge Stein arrived. It is a significant piece in our relationship, frankly, with the governor of the state of New York and her council and others has made a huge difference in the work that the students are exposed to here. So this work not only enhances our reputation, but opens the doors for our students moving forward. So all I can say is thank you very much. It is a great privilege to join you tonight. I'm blown away by the other honorees who are so impressive and thank you very much. So. <laughs> Thank you and congratulations again, BJ. I now have the distinct pleasure of presenting the 2022 Distinguished Alumni Award. The Distinguished Alumni Award was created in 1998 to recognize an individual's continuous record of service to Albany Law School, and it is the highest honor bestowed by the National Alumni Association. The award criteria include outstanding professional accomplishments, sustained engagement, and continued support of Albany Law School. It is my honor to present the Distinguished Alumni Award today to Renee Z. Murgis, class of 1983. Renee has a record of service that is above and beyond. Renee is a passionate, loyal, dedicated, impressive individual who has made a career of giving back to Albany Law School, preparing our future lawyers, judges, and the broader legal community for the challenges they face ahead. Renee epitomizes the definition of this award because she has remarkably connected her amazing career, staying involved with Albany Law School for 30 plus years, making it her mission to give back her tremendous advocacy and mentoring. Renee started her professional career with the Albany County District Attorney's Office in 1982, where she started as a law clerk that summer. She worked as a law clerk all through law school and then was eventually hired in the DA's office in 1983 as a legal aide. Renee began her career as a prosecutor and has since handled thousands, if not tens of thousands, 
of cases in Albany County, including homicides and other violent crimes. She did all of this as a, a partly as a bureau chief in the major crimes bureau. I was also told that she was the first female bureau chief in the major crimes unit in the history of the office. In 2012, Renee, Renee received her master's in criminal justice from SUNY Albany, and in 2013, retired from full-time service with the DA's office to take a teaching position with Southern Vermont College in criminal justice. Meanwhile, she kept her status as an ADA in the New Scotland Teaching Court, mentoring high school, undergraduate college, and law students as an adjunct field placement program. Now, I'm going to go off script for a second because we've been talking about Renee because we've known Renee for I've known Renee forever. I don't know if she remembers me, but at our at our meeting today, one of the NAA board members brought up that she first met Renee when she was in eighth grade in this field placement program that she was doing a youth court, which I then said when I did my internship when I was here at Albany Law School 20 years ago, I did it under Renee as well. I don't know if you remember me. I look a little different now. <laughs> but Renee's involved. I'll go back to the script now. Renee's involvement with Albany Law School showcases her endearing commitment to the future of the legal profession as well as the success of this institution. For over two decades, Renee has been the liaison to the internship program between the DA's office and Albany Law School. Maybe I should have did my after script after that paragraph. Um, in this capacity, Renee has mentored hundreds of young law students and lawyers, preparing them for their careers. Her commitment to this effort can be directly seen as presently approximately 22 of the 35 current assistant district attorneys in the Albany County District Attorney's Office got their job under Renee's tutelage after they passed the bar exam and graduated from law school. In July of 2019, Renee returned to the office in a full-time capacity as the assistant district attorney in charge of diversion initiatives. Renee now heads all of the diversion initiatives in the office, including the felony youth diversion program, felony drug court, mental health court, and LED, which is the law enforcement assisted diversion program. Leveraging this role, Renee supervisors supervises and mentors approximately 50 Albany Law students each year through the field placement program, as well as the 10-week summer internship program. And oh, by the way, she's also an adjunct professor here. Um, the things that Renee has done for the school, the list could go on and on and on. Um, Renee, you, you are a remarkable individual. Your lifelong dedication to us our students and our profession is truly something to be proud of. And we are all better off for having you around. Today, it gives me the highest privilege to present the Distinguished Alumni Award to Renee Z. Murgis, class of So how do I have to follow these guys, you know, but, but listen, um, I'm just overwhelmed. 
but I'm gonna try and get through this. <clears throat> so this is how we start like our, our remarks at the end of trials, right? May it please all my dear family, friends and fellow alumni gathered in person and on Zoom, a special shout out to my vet student daughter, Eliza at the University of Minnesota <clears throat> and my daughter, Hannah, a student here at our very own Albany Law School, home with COVID, thanks to COVID. I wanna thank the Alumni Association so much for this honor. In the next six minutes or so, I hope I can adequately say thank you. First, a little background. In September of 1980, when I began my law school journey, I assure you, I never saw this day coming, this honor coming. No one in my family had been or was an attorney. I was extremely intimidated by the prospect of attending law school, though being an attorney was the only thing I had ever really aspired to be. A year earlier, my father, Nick, the family legend, a New York Police Department inspector, had passed away at the young age of 60. So my mother, Rita, was legitimately preoccupied with my kid brothers still at home and my older four sibs and their young families whose ups and downs she was navigating alone without my father. Seriously, I know now, looking back, that it was only the grace of God that got me through law school. That grace often manifested itself in the people God put in my path. I, I who, who got, um, well, is that what that wrote there? Um, I put my head down that first year and a half and I studied hard and unfortunately in retrospect, partied too hard, but got through until spring semester of my second year when an Albany County giant, attorney Paul Devane, who became a giant in my life with this opportunity offered me an internship with the Albany County District Attorney's Office after speaking to the DA, Sal Greenberg, about me. The office. Sal, another Albany County legal giant, and Dan Dwyer, his amazing chief assistant, took me under their wings, along with a tough, trailblazing female prosecutor named Judy Brindle. And step by step, day by day, in those early years, I learned from them what it meant to be a prosecutor, a trial lawyer, a public servant, and then a mentor, a better community member, honestly, a better person, if you will. So many other attorneys, paralegals, judges, secretaries, police, victims along the way who influenced me, who role modeled and others simply imparting their wisdom about the responsibility and ability it takes to do this job well and properly. Day by day, I learned how to do the right thing as we teach our students today in our district attorney's placement class and have these past 30 years, the students. After the honor of being Frank's wife, Hannah and Eliza's mom, stepmom to Kim, Phil, Mark, Frank, and Alice and their wonderful children. And after the honor of being Rita's sister and a sister to my four brothers, Nick, Richard, Robert, and Rory, and the daughter of my incredible, resilient, and loving parents, Rita and Nick Serpolo, as well as aunt to outstanding nieces and nephews, the greatest honor and privilege of my life 
is the opportunity Albany Law School and the DA's office has given me to work with our students in the DA's office alongside my awesome Albany Law School field placement colleagues and career center colleagues and fellow ADAs, of course, and as an adjunct to teach them as they intern with us. Some of these former and present interns gratefully here with us today. I see some, I see Mike, Marissa, Alex, Zabi, Kara, and maybe there are others that I don't see. Next, the cases. In addition to the experience with our students, the trials and other case dispositions sexfully, uh, successfully protecting the public, representing, if you will, especially victims of terrible major crimes that gravely affected their lives and their families' lives has been incredibly gratifying and oftentimes thrilling and always, always anxiety producing. Asking yourself, have I done enough? Have I learned enough? These experiences have also certainly been a highlight, getting justice for crime victims, crime victims, closure and healing, at least as much as that is possible. Finally, though there is also a whole other world of things we do as prosecutors that I'm gonna take a minute or two on, and Alex, I see Alex too. Um, we don't say enough about these things that prosecutors do and people don't realize it. So I'm gonna take my remaining minute and a half and talk about it. The diversion initiatives. I have really enjoyed all the diversion experiences I've had the privilege of helping with, all the off-ramps, as David Soares calls them, to criminal justice system involvement. Participating with fifth graders in our Legal Lives program initiated by Sal Greenberg in the early 1990s. The kids learning, soaking up what it means to make good choices with our ADAs right in their city classrooms has given me a real appreciation of the challenges kids face in some of our communities. Working with our present community partnership group, looking carefully at a few serious charges with very young defendants with otherwise perfect histories who were perhaps more prey than predator on dangerous streets has given me some empathy on how trouble can even sometimes find a young person on those streets who isn't looking for it. Our Janine Holt Felony Youth Diversion Program, a victim-centered restorative justice program collaborating with 25 community members to offer a second chance to young people charged with low-level felonies, has taught me there is nothing the community coming together can't do for these young defendants. These cases culminating in a celebration for each one by the board after a rigorous program of paying back in many ways to the community and themselves. Strategizing with the felony drug court team that helps ensnared people charged with felonies in the criminal justice system, largely because of their addictions to get their lives back has reinforced the idea in me that a skilled substance abuse case manager can literally work miracles with just a little willingness on a defendant's part. Watching people in the UCAN program, the team helping young people jammed up with criminal justice system, with the criminal justice system has illustrated what motivated defendants can accomplish. Working together with the Albany Treatment Court team, here we have John Riley, who's the judge, spearheading it. Trying to make the lives of the defendants committing crimes influenced largely by their mental illness, a second chance at life with mental health services has given me more compassion 
and understanding, right, John? Toward the mentally ill, we just shake our heads. You know, it's, it's rough, it's rough. The thrill of working with the law enforcement assisted diversion team or the Albany lead program, as we call it, police, police being supported by the lead team, police choosing visits with case managers to get needed services over arrest in appropriate cases has reinforced my long held respect for police. The police are often the only ones able to really help people who find themselves in very bad situations, causing these people to commit minor offenses. Watching the police, not arresting them, but instead directing them to the case manager angels who can get them what they need, housing, treatment, food. In many cases, honestly, their dignity back makes me exceedingly proud to know these police. All these programs, some Sal Greenberg started and DA David Source has continued, or David has started some in partnership with others in continuation of Sal's legacy. I have been graced and honored to be able to participate in all of these. And I look forward to continuing to work together with all of these teams, the office, the cases, students, the diversion programs. I am humbled to have been given these opportunities and I am very grateful and in conclusion, thanks again so much to the National Alumni Association for this honor. It's truly an honor I share with every person involved with me in this great journey we do to do the right thing. Thank you. Congratulations again, Renee. And now to present our final award of the evening, please welcome the chair of the Albany Law School Board of Trustees, Deborah Trace, class of 1977. Thank you, Mark, and good evening, everyone. On behalf of the Board of Trustees, we extend our sincerest congratulations to all of the award winners tonight. And, um, not only to hear the stories about them, but to tell, hear them tell their own stories, I think was pretty inspiring and, and moving. Thank, thank you all. This evening, I'm pleased to be here and have the great honor to present the Albany Law School Trustees Gold Medal. The Trustees Gold Medal was first awarded in 1966, and it's the highest accolade bestowed by Albany Law School. It is given to an individual who has demonstrated a record of exemplary support and dedication to the advancement of Albany Law School. Since the founding of this award, the Board of Trustees has honored 67 exceptional graduates, faculty, and friends of the law school. This year, I am thrilled to present this honor to James E. Kelly, class of 1983. Most of us know him as Jim, and I'm hoping most of us can see him on the screen behind me at this point. Yes, we can. Hi, Jim. Jim was unable to join us. He's in Los Angeles. So please say hi to Jim on, this, on the screen above. <laughs> uh, for over 20 years, Jim has tirelessly committed his time, energy, passion, and dedication to the success of the law school. Jim served as a member of the Board of Trustees for three terms from 2000 until 2014 in which time he served, served as the chair of the Advancement Committee, 
as well as the ever important long range planning committee. Jim's service and commitment to the board of trustees was one that came at a time when we needed someone just like Jim. An impassioned volunteer committed to navigating a financial downturn in the economy, a transition of deans and presidents at the law school, and simply a time when Albany Law needed a tremendous group of individuals to band together to inspire the next generation and to lead us forward. As chair of the Long Range Planning Committee from 2009 through 2013, Jim decided to make a commitment to serve in this role and to work with the committee to develop a plan and present a plan to the Board of Trustees that would allow Albany Law School to elevate beyond that hard time in the world and at the law school and move the law school forward. As chair and together with many great board members, many of whom are here this evening, the dean, faculty, staff, and the community, the Opportunity Pathway Strategy Plan, Strategic Plan rather, was adopted by Albany Law School in 2014. This role was important to Jim because he wanted to make sure our school retained its uniqueness in being one of the few independent law schools in the country. Through scenario planning, development, ideas, analysis, the Board of Trustees adopted this great plan and it served us very well. Jim went on to serve as vice chair of the board from 2013 to 2015. In 2015, Jim's term limit had been reached and the board at that time elevated Jim to, the, to be an emeritus member of Albany Law School's Board of Trustees. Professionally, Jim is a financial services attorney and consultant. Early in his legal career, he was associated with the Albany law firm then known as DeGraff, Foy, Conway, Holt, Harris, and Neely. Many of you may remember that. Eventually making a move to New York City where he served for 16 years in a series of senior legal and management positions at Dime Bank Corp, including as senior vice president and executive vice president and general counsel for the firm. Since 2002, he has practiced banking law and in 2009, he was senior advisor to the superintendent of banking, state of New York for federal financial regulatory forum and congressional oversight panel matters. He has also been a consultant to many nonprofit organizations. Jim received a BA magna cum laude from Princeton University, a JD from Albany Law, and an MBA with honors from New York University where he was a Stern scholar. On top of his service, Jim has been a part of innumerable events at Albany Law School over the years, attending multiple reunions, school alumni gatherings, except this one. Uh, school events and many of the New York City based meetings throughout the year. Jim also has made his impact as a valued and generous donor and philanthropist as exhibited through his 30 years of consecutive giving. His generosity on a yearly basis supports the Albany Law School Fund. His largest impact was a contribution that funded at a leadership level the Albany Law School Wellness Initiative. He's also contributed to the capital improvements, scholarships, a variety of passion gifts to help specific students and young alumni. His contributions truly help not just the school, but our great students and young alumni for them to succeed in the legal profession. Jim Kelly is and was exactly the dedicated, humble, hardworking, and level-headed alumnus that Albany Law School needed, a time, needed during a time in our history when we needed a superhuman. 
on behalf of the Board of Trustees and with great personal admiration and affection, I am so delighted to be able to honor and celebrate Jim with the following recognition. For his enduring commitment, tireless leadership, abundant support and unflagging service to the community, it is a great honor to present the Board of Trustees gold medal to James E. Kelly, class of 1983. Yeah. Thank you, Deb. Thank you. Jim, can you hear me all right? Okay, I, we do not have your uh, sound here. Oh, so no. let me see. Okay. Jim, can you? Sorry, one more time. Can you hear me? Uh, yes. Well, wait, we can hear A little bit. <laughs> Jeff, I don't know where I should. Jim, can you talk it. again? Uh, thank you, Deb. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Should I speak louder? There you go. You should be good. Give it a go, Jim. And Ben, if you could bring okay. Jim to the bigger screen, that would be great. Yeah. All right, how's that? That's good. Ben, can you unshare the presentation? You are ready to go, Jim, accept your award. All right. Well, I learned, I learned of this award only about nine days ago and I really wish I could have been there today. And I had a pre-existing trip planned and I'm not there, I'm on the West Coast. Um, and I'm really sorry about that. But I was overwhelmed. I was stunned, really surprised, but probably more accurately stunned to uh, receive a letter in the mail just after Labor Day. And, uh, and I'm really humbled and, and grateful. And I want to thank the National Alumni Association and anyone else who was involved in the conferring of this award. Um, I want to congratulate my fellow awardees. Really enjoyed listening to the three of you who I heard. I didn't, I missed the first speaker because I was coming from the airport. Um, but I can go back and watch on video. I'm going to start with two points in time. Um, thank you, Deb, for your introduction. And Two little events, uh, one in 2008 and one in 2010. In 2008, uh, uh, Dick uh, Parsons hosted a board of trustees meeting at the Time Warner building in uh, Columbus Circle in New York. And, uh, you know, I, I had the pleasure of working with Dick for six years at, at Dime actually in the late 80s and early 90s. but but I'm now talking about this board meeting in 2008, where the Albany Law School trustees gathered and uh, Dick uh, made a few remarks at that meeting. And he, he, he said, basically, and pretty clearly, he said, you know, any prudent investor looking to invest in an enterprise is gonna wanna see a business plan, is gonna wanna see a solid, and good business plan in order to invest. And, and I don't think his words could have been <laughs> clearer to the board and, and to me, certainly, 
And, you know, he was saying, your plans should be more than aspirations. Your plans should be more than all encompassing. Your plans should be the product of hard work, you know, to eliminate and create priorities and have, yes, have goals and objectives that are important, but also have resources allocated and have action plans and have a roadmap that is, you know, measurable. And, you know, that's what a plan is. And, and it, 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 I remembered that his, his talk at that meeting. And to me, I mean, I didn't speak to him personally about that, but it just rang loud and clear. And then in 2010, I came to the, um, uh, the beginning of my third term as a trustee for the first 10 years, I was in New York. I was working in my office. I was very, very busy. I was mid-career or whatever. And, you know, like a lot of trustees, I was really, really busy. And I was on speakerphone all the time for board meetings and committee meetings. And I was muting and, you know, handling emails and talking to people and just, you know, doing the very best I could to be a good trustee. But maxed out with family and career in a certain way. So I came to 2010 and I was, I was actually considering not doing my third term because I was, I, was, I was, I guess, frustrated by sort of being on the margins a little bit. But at that time, my wife and I, uh, Marcia and I moved up to Columbia County and I realized, well, you know, I'm only 45 minutes from downtown Albany now. And there's an opportunity that if I do this last term, you know, maybe I can get more involved and like get both feet in the in the in the water and you know and 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 be there. So I chose to do that rather than not serving the last term. And I and I just um, you know, there's that saying, may you live in interesting times. Well, it turned out that 2010 to 2015 was a pretty interesting time as Deb uh, outlined, and, you know, we ran smack into a major, major recession for law schools and in the nation, and it really impacted Albany Law School. Um, yeah, I was, I took over chairing the Long Range Planning Committee from my friend and former associate at DeGraff Foy, Jim Potter, in about 2009, uh, or 10, I can't remember, but, um, and that committee became uh, for me, and I think for all the great trustees who served on it, kind of a sounding board, kind of a, almost like a think tank for what we were going through, for looking at national data, for kicking the tires on things like, what does it really mean to be an independent law school, for discovering that there are only 10 or 11 independent law schools in the country out of 200 and some law schools. Um, you know, for really uh, with our, with, you know, getting into things like the um, competitive environment that we were in. And uh, they were very, you know, I would say we had, we just had a great group of trustees on that committee and we had some, uh, some, some great meetings, honestly. And I'm just going to read a few names because in my mind's eye, I can picture the, I was picturing the boardroom and like these characters coming in and I'm not going to be complete or comprehensive, but 
uh, Randy Treese, um, Bob Stiles, Bob Miller, J.K. Hage, Deborah Trace, Andrea Colby, Dale Twillis, and then my good friend who I see on Zoom here uh, with me anyway, uh, Peter Koff. <laughs> Hi, Peter. Um, and we had great, you know, it, it was, it was, uh, how's Texas, Peter? How's it treating you? Let's, let me just see. I'm, uh, excellent, Jim. Thanks. I'm, uh, I'm adjusting. Very hot summer here, but uh, the, uh, we're looking forward to the fall. Yeah. Congratulations, Jim. You are so deserving. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Peter. When I moved from uh, Long Island to Columbia County, I, I changed from being less than a quarter mile from Peter Kopp by coincidence. We lived within a short walk of each other. And then I moved up to Columbia County where I lived close, very close to Bart Patrell. So that was my Albany Law School um, geographic link. But in any, any event, um, we, had, we had really uh, an intense time. We worked hard. We um, developed that strategic plan ultimately in 2014. It was good work. Um, my, my time, I also wanted to mention Professor Mary Lynch, who was head of the faculty long range planning committee at that time. And uh, of course was intimately involved in the process also. Uh, I was, I was then vice chair to Dan Nolan for two years or a little over two years. And um, Dan, uh, I mean, I suppose my best way of saying that is that was a masterclass for me and for anyone who works closely with that guy for, uh, you know, just amazing leadership um, and, uh, you know, inclusive and transparent and, you know, brilliant, brilliant leadership that Dan provided. And it was just an honor to work closely with him. Uh, and then I'm just going to mention one more thing, because I know you're probably all ready for um, the cocktail hour, and I don't want to hold you up. Uh, we had a, another initiative in 2014 uh, called the Breakthrough Joint Working Group which was a communications uh, initiative that we worked on and uh, uh, was actually very important. And um, I had the privilege of serving on that committee. It was an interesting committee because it was, we had two trustees, four faculty members, two tenured, two non-tenured, and I believe two staff. I think there were eight people on that committee or maybe nine or 10 ultimately, but, uh, it, it resulted in, um, you know, it, it resulted in some good improvements to the communication structures in the law school. And some of the people I want to mention who I first came to know on that committee was Sarah Rogerson, representing the uh, non-tenured faculty at the time, uh, and other individuals who were served on that joint working group would be Deb Trace as my fellow trustee, uh, Rosemary Queenan, County Mayor, and then Associate Dean and Dean Alicia Ouellette. Um, just great people. It's been a great honor to 
serve the law school to to be there in interesting times um you know i was thinking about that little saying and it doesn't say may you live in prosperous times or may you live in easy times or comfortable times it says may you live in interesting times and sometimes uh, interesting times can bring out the best in people. Uh, my, my two takeaways from the whole experience are number one, it's about the people. It's always about the people at Albany Law School and it always has been. Uh, and the people make each other better. Um, and then my uh, second takeaway is that none of us are, no one really is irreplaceable. We, we come, we go, the parade marches on and Albany Law School continues to develop, produce great leaders and great alumni. I just wanna thank you very much. It's very humbling, very moving. And I was, very, I was actually very moved by the prior speakers. And uh, it's great to connect with the law school, uh, even though I'm doing it from a distance through the miracle of Zoom. So enjoy the reception. I hope to see everyone soon. And thank you very much. I'd now like to welcome up Dean Alicia Willett. Thanks, Mark, and thanks everyone for, for being here. I will not keep you long. Um, what a, a great night and what a great uh, thing that the National Alumni Association does uh, by honoring some of our, these incredible people. It's so inspiring. So thank you, Mark. And thank you to all the members of the National Alumni Association. Ben, Ed, BJ, Renee, and Jim. What a group. You have made an impact that is far and wide and deep. You represent the very best of Albany Law School. And that's saying something because we are a school that has the best students, the best faculty, the best staff, and the best alumni in the entire world. We really do. It is such a great community. And that everyone who listened to the work that you do about the work that you do, your passion for it, your care about this community, you get it. We are Albany Law. And we can be really, really proud of that. I've got a lot more I could say. I could brag all about the unbelievable class that we just brought in, the highest LSATs and GPAs and, and the most diversity. I could brag about our 91% job placement rate that we're This place is, is just incredible. But the thing that makes it incredible is each one of you. So we have a lot to celebrate this weekend. I'm so, I hope you all keep coming back for all the events that we've got going on. Uh, but I'm just so proud to be a part of this community. And I'm proud to have recognized just some incredible awardees. So why don't we give one last round of applause.
Now, I purposely didn't give an introduction to Dean Willett when she came up because I wanted her to speak first. And then in my closing remarks, I just want to take a moment to say thank you, Dean. Thank you for all that you've done for us. We know that this year you're going to be transitioning roles. We know that you're still good to be a part of the law school and we love you for it. Everyone heard the Dean speak in the 20 years I've been a part of the law school. I've never met a Dean as charismatic as caring as personable who loves the school you can see when she speaks how much she cares about this school and being able to keep you in a new role is invaluable and we thank you for everything that you've done from the national alumni association for myself i know pat feels the same way i could go on and on about how wonderful you are um so thank you for your tremendous work Now, this has been a wonderful evening for Albany Law School, for the honorees. Um, I get to close the show by telling everyone that they are invited to a reception in the courtyard. Um, I've been looking forward to that for a little while. I'm kind of hungry. Um, come on down. It's going to be great. We're all going to be there. And thank you again for coming. And if we don't see you, have a wonderful night. So I can get all the honorees to come down. We'll take some group pictures really fast. If you have some family members, we can take group pictures there too. Certainly come and have some food down at the courtyard. They are waiting for you. Just not getting home. Congratulations. To you, sir. Thank you for your service. Oh, I'm you and your whole family.